Welcome to the Grow Bold with Disability podcast, brought to you by Ferros Care, a podcast dedicated to smashing stereotypes and talking about the things people with disability care about most, to help us live bolder, healthier, better connected lives. I'm journalist Pete Timms. And I'm Tristan Peters. I work for Disability Service Directory Clickability and am a wheelchair user living with spinal muscular atrophy. Today's episode of Grow Bold with Disability is growing bold and finding independence. And our guests are quadriplegic businessman Perry Cross and his good mate Tom Ray. In this episode, we'll discover how a rugby game in 1994 changed Perry's life forever and how mateship has inspired a new initiative for independent living. Perry and Tom, welcome to Grow Bowl with Disability. Hey, how are you? Thank you. Gents, um, I'd love to start with you first, Perry. Um, can you take us back to the day in 1994 uh, that left you a C2 ventilated quadriplegic? Yeah, mate, I was, um, you know, fit, healthy, active guy and um, I drove myself to Ballymore in Brisbane and um, I was taking part in a trial match um, for a junior Queensland side and um, in the game I was playing in, I picked up the ball off the back of a ruck, ran it up, got tackled, and um, in that ruck I was injured. Um, I broke my neck, and I remember laying on the ground, um, unable to move, unable to feel, and staring up at the sky and thinking, oh, my God, what have I just done? Um, because they say when you break your neck, it's like switching off the power because your body loses the electricity as well, you know. So everything just goes everything just goes numb and limp, and, um, and you can't move, and I... My mates were standing there just thinking, you know, everyone's in the same boat, thinking, what's just happened? And um, I spent the next eight months basically in hospital, in intensive care, learning how to live with the situation. My family and friends, you know, trying to come to terms with what had happened and, um, you know, finding out about a whole new life. So, mate, what were those first few years like for you? I'm sure there was a lot of depression in there, a bit of anger and so forth. What was the initial reaction, as I said? Well, you said you were in hospital for eight months. When you came out, what was life like? Yeah, well, um, as you can imagine, you go through every single emotion about 50 times, just, and why me, and, you know. And um, I was lucky. I've just, you know, been fortunate over the years to have some really strong um, family support and, and networks of friends and that, that have sort of helped me stay focused. And I, and I think when I first got out of hospital, I was super um, down on life and there was no hope and all those sort of feelings. And then I, um, you know, some friends of mine were going to university and for some strange reason, I um, I never had any plan to go to uni, but I enrolled in, in university at Bond Uni on the Gold Coast. And I started to study and um, sink my teeth into that and that was what basically gave me the, the boost up to be able to go and, you know, do other things in my life. And it was mainly because my mates were going to uni that I decided to go that, you know, changed my life. And you speak about, you know, wanting to do something and, and striving forward. I mean, um, I'd love to touch on your motivational speaking and, and all that. that. That was obviously a massive path for you. How did that all come about and, and where is it taking you? Yeah, I guess word starts spread when a guy, I'm not, you know, life supporters out the community doing some public speaking. So I was fortunate that I um, I got some, you know, speaking roles with the um, Australian Defence Force when the war started and the Gulf War 
back in um, the early 2000s and I was working with the Defence Force in Canberra, travelling down there every month, working with people like Peter Cosgrove and um, the heads of the Australian Defence Force. And, um, you know, that was pretty rewarding stuff for, for me personally because it, it keeps you motivated, you know, like when you're motivating the top echelon of the Australian Defence Force, you've got to be motivated, but it's pretty pretty easy to stay, you know, um, focused when you've got some pretty big responsibility. So it was pretty cool to be involved in that sort of stuff. Um, and then um, that all led to different things like fundraising for spinal research. And, you know, I, I became friends with Christopher Reeve over the years. He had a similar injury um, as me, a C2 quadriplegic in a horse riding accident. And he was the Superman actor when I was a kid. So, you know, some, thing, some things around me sort of fell into place that led me to, you know, where I am now. And now let's bring you in, Tom. Tom, how did you meet Perry? Oh, wow. Um, long time ago, Pez and I went to school together at the Southport mm-hmm. School. Um, he yep. and I were one year apart uh, in year group. Um, and then when we finished school, I was a year older, but when we finished school and I was one of those guys at Bon Uni he was talking about, um, we all went and played for the same rugby club, the Gold Coast Eagles, the mighty Gold Coast Eagles. Um, <laughs> and, um, and it was a way we could all... Um, sort of stay together and keep contact. And um, and Perry and I played rugby together. It was pretty low-grade rugby, but it was great mateship stuff. And um, and we actually packed second row together. Um, if you meet Perry, he's, a, he's an imposing guy, a big second rower. And um, he, um, I guess, ironically had the mishap and his accident that he did because he was a better rugby player than the rest of us. God knows what he was doing down at the Eagles. Um, he was <laughs> selected to go on trial um, for a representative side up at Ballymore, and that's when he sustains his injury. So um, so we played rugby together, and then, you know, throughout our 20s, we sort of kept in contact with one another. Um, I went and lived in London and Sydney, and, and Perry was uh, in Brisbane and the Gold Coast. And then I guess about 14 years ago when – all of us who grew up on the Gold Coast together started coming home to have families and, and moving back to the Gold Coast. We sort of struck up more regular contact with each other and we um, established um, a uh, sort of a, a progression of the foundation that he'd started with his family earlier on, which was the Perry Cross Foundation. Um, we restructured it slightly and created the Perry Cross Spinal Research Foundation together with a bunch of other mates, some of whom played rugby with us back then in those days at the Eagles who we went to school with. Um, nice. And Perry can talk a little bit about the foundation if, if he likes, but, but that sort of be, began a more day-to-day involvement for the two of us together. And then in the last couple of years, while Perry's been seeking out a permanent accommodation for himself through a scheme called the SDA or the Specialist Disability Accommodation Scheme, which is part of the NDIS, um, we've done something together in establishing Accessible Homes Australia, which is a a group that we've formed to um, firstly help Perry find a place to live for himself under the scheme. And and now Perry wants to help other people in his situation um, find themselves a home under the same scheme. So it's it's been a great ride for us. 
So, Tom, in terms of um, the homes that you're creating, do you build them from scratch? Are you renovating them? Tell us about you, how, how you um, create the homes. So, so the SCA is a new scheme. It's a wonderful scheme. Um, and when you find out what it's about, you sort of wonder why um, we never had anything like it before, but we didn't. But um, So for someone like Perry or, or someone else who's in a situation like him who has high-supported living needs... Um, there's really been limited supports available through the health system to allow such people to find a roof over their head. Um, And so you've ended up in a situation in Australia over many decades where a lot of young people um, have ended up in nursing homes, um, you know, under under pension age, um, or in other accommodation that's really not suited to how they deserve and need to live. Um, so the SDA was developed um, as part of the NDIS where certain people who are recognised as having particular needs in the way they live day to day can be supported through a scheme where um, they can register in the scheme and then go and find a SDA provider like what Perry and I have, have established who goes about sourcing homes building, as you mentioned before, or taking existing homes and retrofitting them um, to a standard which is suitable um, for supported living. And and those standards are governed by the NDIS um, and they're audited regularly. And those those homes that, um, that, that we can establish in the scheme can then be matched to a to a participant in the scheme like Perry or, or other people. Um, and then the government will assist um, the provider and the participant with a contribution of funding to help pay for that home so that that person has security of somewhere to live indefinitely as they, you know, as they deserve to have and as they should have. Hey, um, Tom, what drew you to Perry initially? What drew me to Perry? Mm. I don't know. I've been asking myself that question. For... <laughs> no. Uh, sorry, Pez. Um, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> I just can't. No, we both went to the same school. We grew up in the same place. We enjoyed the same sorts of sports. We've done a lot of the similar things throughout our lives. And, um, you know, therefore, we've got a lot in common. I mean, to be honest, the fact that Perry is a C2 quadriplegic often gets lost on me. I know when you see Perry for the first time, as I said before, he's an imposing guy, he's a big fella. Um, and then you you add that chair to the mix and it's quite confronting for a lot of people. But after you spend a bit of time with Perry, the chair sort of disappears and you're just talking to Perry again. So um, we're just mates like any other people are mates, I suppose. And I guess a lot of the things that Perry wants to do um, in terms of finding a cure for paralysis through his foundation and now helping other people find suitable accommodation for themselves resonate with me and um, I feel it's a you know something I can do with him as a friend it's something I can do that interests me as well and I guess a lot of the things all come together and click so yeah above all it's it's work a lot of it but it's a lot of fun too and it gives um, us cause to interact with one another and a lot of our mates um, day to day that 
I suppose otherwise we might not get the opportunity to do. And to be honest, that's a lot of the reason why I personally wanted to um, help him establish what is the current version of his foundation was that, um, you know, it provided a good opportunity above and beyond trying to find a cure for paralysis, obviously, which is serious business, but um, at its very nexus um, and genesis, it was more about um, mates doing something together and giving us all a good excuse for our wife to our wives to say we're all going to go out and um, <laughs> meet on a Wednesday night and have a couple of beers and talk about something that sounded a bit serious and worthwhile. And it's sort of grown from there. So I guess that's in a nutshell, <laughs> not really a nutshell, but that's why why we we've come together. Mm. Well, Perry, it's you know twenty twenty years plus since your accident. Where before you um, you know got access to the Accessible Homes Australia project, where were you living? You know, I was fortunate. My family have always provided my housing. So my mum, my, my dad, and then um, as I grew up, my um, my sister lived with her for a while, and my brother. And I've sort of worn out the welcome with all my siblings. So uh, <laughs> that was what sort of um, led, led me to um, setting up Accessible Homes um, with yeah with Tom and and some other mates and um yeah I, I you know i was lucky that i had the support networks around me to provide that um but a lot of people don't and i think that's what a lot of people in the community don't realize is that you know not everyone's fortunate to have everyone sort of you know chipping and help and um and there are people left in hospitals or nursing homes or in community housing that's not purpose-built and this is the the need that we're trying to um, meet at the moment by creating accessible homes. And, you know, I've just moved into my place last week in Broadbeach on the Gold Coast, and it's amazing. It's changed my life. Um, it's in the middle of Broadbeach. It's got, you know, shops and um, restaurants and, you know, cafes downstairs. It's got all the amenities, the light, the, the light rail goes past my front door, which connects to my, my office. Um, you know, it's just life-changing. Stuff and I want to see more people achieve a situation like this. I mean, I'm about to go through the same process myself for moving independently. I've been a power user living with mum and dad for so many years. Um, in terms of you moving out, I mean, what sort of assistive technologies do you have in the home? What sort of things do you have in place to make it as independent as possible for yourself? Yeah, so I have um, voice activation. So I've got two voice activation systems in the house. One of them is the Apple um, Siri voice activation. The other one is the Amazon Alexa system, and um, they're amazing. Um, between both of them, I can operate my phone, my, you know, all the lights in the house, the, the, the blinds, the, the doors, the TV, um, you name it. The air conditioning system um, is all voice activated. So to be able to have that in, independence and freedom to be, to do things spontaneously is amazing because I've always relied on, you know, a separate set of hands and other people to do everything for me. And now I have some independence. So Perry, where to now for Accessible Homes Australia? What's the plan? The plan is to, um, you know, roll out more of this type of housing. Um, well, firstly on the Gold Coast because that's our neighbourhood. Um, so we've just uh, taken um, a contract on eight, apartments in Palm Beach on the Gold Coast, which are 
going to be fully accessible. They'll be completed in about 18 months. So at the moment, we're looking to, you know, find participants that might be interested in living in Palm Beach on the Goldie. But further afield, we aim to um, provide more housing, not just on the Gold Coast, but in other, you know, areas of Australia where there's a shortage of accessible accommodation for people. And, you know, I, I think that there's a, there's a huge need um, because it's something that hasn't been done before. So we're, we're trying to catch up in a sense and, you know, supply a, a shortfall of, of demand. Now, mate, also, uh, Tom mentioned the Pericross Spinal Research Foundation. Give, give us a, just a little touch on, a little bit of information on that. Yeah, so the foundation um, has been running for, you know, a long time now in the current form, about, about 10 years. And we we simply raise funds in the community to fund medical research to find cure for paralysis caused by a spinal cord injury. And we have a lab on the Gold Coast at Griffith University, which has over 30-odd uh, researchers working, you know, daily to find a cure. And we're about to start human trials hopefully by the end of the year, to do, you know, stem cell transplants on people with injuries. Um, because my, you know, my aim in life is to see a, a, a medical treatment for paralysis. Uh, so, guys, as you know, this podcast is called Grow Bold with Disability. Uh, can you tell us what living a bold life is to you? Um, Perry, do you want to go first? Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I don't see, you know, myself... Living a bold life, I think I'd get up every morning and just go and do what comes naturally. Um, and if that's being bold, then that's great. And if other people see that as, you know, being um, ambitious, I guess that's that's great too. But um, I, I figured in my lifetime um, something significant happened to me and I felt that I just had to give back for, for whatever reason. And I think... Um, getting up every day and just tackling the things that I want to do um, is, that's my passion. And, um, you know, that's my, if that's living a bold life, then that's fantastic. Absolutely. And Tom, similar for you? Yeah, similar for me, I guess. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's seeing something that you think is interesting and, and is an opportunity. And perhaps like with Perry, when he, talked about wanting to find a cure for paralysis and we looked around to see who was doing that and there didn't seem to be uh, anyone doing exactly what it was that Perry wanted to do in that space. There's a lot of people working towards a cure, but Perry had a specific um, approach in mind. Um, I guess the attitude was, oh, well, let's have a crack. So um, that to me uh, is bold. Perry's always been bold. If he sees something that he thinks he can make a difference in, he just has a go. And, um, you know, I've, uh, Perry's the sort of person who you'll never hear the, the word, nah, I don't want to do that, or uh, it looks too hard. You know, Perry will always say, all right, yeah, let's let's have a try. So um, I think that's a great example for a lot of people that, you know, if Perry can do it, anyone can do it. And, and by that definition, he's bold. So He's a good one to follow. Fantastic. Perry and Tom, you've been so good today. Thanks so much for joining us on Grow Bowl with Disability. And listeners can find out more about these two amazing guys and, of course, Accessible Homes Australia and the Perry Cross Spinal Research Foundation in the links provided in today's episode show notes. 
Perry and Tom, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Pete. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thanks, Pete. We've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. And if you have enjoyed today's episode, then make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Grow Bold with Disability. And if you like what you heard, then please take a few moments to pop over to iTunes and give our podcast a quick rating so we can continue these conversations and encourage people to grow bold. This podcast is brought to you by Ferros Care, an NDIS partner delivering local area coordination services in Queensland, South Australia and the Australian Capital Territory. Ferros Care is a people care organisation committed to helping people live bolder lives. We call it Growing Bold and for over 25 years, Ferris has been making it real for both older Australians and those living with disability. To find out more, head to ferroscare.com.au.